Welcome to the land of drama and delusion, where we escape our current reality in order to build our desired one. I'm your host, Deasia, and I'm coming to you with episode two. Let's get into it. Oh my goodness, guys. I have missed you all. I am so sorry for the delay. I have had tech issues. My mic stopped working, but it's under warranty. So I had to reach back out to the company for them to ship me a new one. And that took forever. I really want to be consistent with this and do it like every two weeks. Um, But of course, life happens. Um, So we are just rolling with the punches, but I'm just happy to be back on air recording and coming to you with episode two. I just got over being sick like yesterday. So if I sound a little congested, that is why. Um, There has been a lot of moving pieces. And today I just really want to discuss delusion in the workplace and i know this is not a new phenomenon but it is what's prevalent to me at the moment um based off what i'm experiencing and what i have experienced in the past and i just want to bring this up and also other people my other friends have come to me and expressed their frustration in the workplace recently um and so i just think the topic can i just want to discuss it like i just want to bring it up and kind of give my perspective on it Um, because yeah, it's an important one. We spend a lot of our time at work. We dedicate a lot of energy and everything to work. Like part of being in American society is our focus on work. Everything we do is preparation to enter into the workforce. Um, so let's get into it. And, and I really, I think I am going to title this episode delusion in the workplace because you really have to be like, I work in a corporate setting so to speak and i'm not even like the most corporate of the corporate i still work in creative spaces with other creative people which i love um but like the foundation in itself because it is a business like there's still that corporate entity which can be very draining um anything anything that you have to like give to another person can be draining right and as much time as we have to dedicate which at baseline for the most part is 40 hours a week which we'll get to in a moment, because I don't think that we need 40 hour work weeks, at least for what I do. Um, But I so you guys know, with me moving to this city, I have started a new job, which means, you know, I'm the new kid on the block, new person. And so it's going to take a moment of like, adjustment and getting to know who I'm working with, and them getting to know me as well as getting to understand the company culture and just overall vibe of this place. Uh, I work a hybrid schedule, so Monday and Friday are remote, and Tuesday through Thursday are in the office. When I came into this position, I had to like hit the ground running. Like It was a very busy time for the company, and I, when I came in, like I just had to like put on my shoes, make sure they were double, to- double knotted, and like jump right in. Um, and figure it out kind of as I go, as I went. Um, my manager, when I started, so as you, I don't know if you guys remember, but previous last episode, I mentioned how I started working remotely for two weeks in Chicago before becoming like coming in person. And so once I got in person, my direct manager, she was taking um, a trip, a month long trip traveling Europe. So I didn't really have my manager in person. She was still online and she was working remotely. But 
as somebody who's starting off new and not even having your direct manager in person, it can be challenging. I will give her props and kudos. She really tried to give me all the resources I could possibly need um, to be successful as much as she could. You know what I mean? She was working on a big time difference and, and things like that. Plus, when I first came, like my first day in the office, like basically everyone was on PTO. My The office is split up into like, um, like the creative side as well as like the more like logistics like account side and I work in accounts so like I was like empty like I really people were on PTO like nobody was really there so well it wasn't really like that excitement going into it it was kind of like okay not everybody's present like we'll see um and you know I so I, you know, I'm not really getting the full experience of the office. So I'm keeping that in mind and I'm trying not to have my perception of the office be based off that. Cause I know it was like a unique experience with just so many people being out. Um, and you know, fast forward, you know, I've been there for about a month and a half now. Um, and people are back into the office and I still just don't necessarily feel like I, mesh or click with the office culture maybe I'm still learning it and maybe they're still warming up to me but it's like I what I've noticed is if I am minding my business and kind of just doing my work as I should and not really putting an effort x like beyond what I'm supposed to do then they take it as like me being like having an attitude or me not being happy or me having an issue and that's not the case and then when I'm like, okay, well, let me try to like be social or start start up a conversation. Like, I just don't really feel like it's the energy is matched or like it really lands or delivers or resonates. Like I may have a few good convert, like one-off conversations, but then it's like the next day it's like, did we even speak at all? And I don't know, that's just kind of hard for me. I would deem myself a social person. Um, but of course, like it takes two to be social, like both people want have to want to be involved in that. And I remember like, you know, I just not even just in this job alone, but in other jobs, like I just feel like I have to put on this performance, like this facade of like being in the workplace. And I know that this is true for so many people of just like you have to be like, yeah, like, like always on 10. And that's just really not me. I'm very much a chill person. And, you know, I'm approachable, like, yeah, come and talk to me. But I'm not going to be like, my voice isn't going to be like a cheerleader constantly, like, say what you need. If I can do it, I'll do it. If I need if I have questions, I'll ask, you know what I mean? Like, let's get to it. We're at work, you know. Um, And I remember, like, when my manager came back, from traveling it was her first week in office so we had finally met in person you know when she came in I greeted her I was you know very polite and maybe that was like on a Tuesday right the Tuesday back in office and then come Thursday she asked to like meet with me you know just to check in and I'm not really thinking anything up and I'm like yeah sure so we go and meet and at the end of the conversation she's like hey I just want to give you some feedback because I know that you said you like your feedback immediate and I'm like I do you know thank you for um like you know doing that and she's like I just felt like you know when I came and talked to you yesterday you felt it seems like you didn't want to be bothered and I was so confused because like 
you know, up until this point, I really had no qualms, no issues with her necessarily for me to like show or display any dissatisfaction. And I'm going to replay the scene for you. So our office is pretty small because it's a small team. There's not really place for a place for like individual workspace except for like your designated like desk area and like it's not even like a full desk it's just like a high-rise table you get a chair and there's like four people to a table and so I sat in one of the regular chairs under the window and you know everybody's just working I'm, I have my computer I have my headphones in and I'm just doing my due diligence and she comes over and she's like hey can I you know talk to you for a second and I'm like, yeah, what's up? And I take out my headphones. And to me, taking out my headphones is showing like you have my full attention. Um, like I'm ready to receive whatever you need to say. She comes to me the next day and she's like, I took that as if like you didn't want to be bothered. Like, and I literally was so confused that I had to like ask her again. I'm like, are you referring to the time when you came and like came and addressed me and asked if you could talk to me? And I said, yeah, what's up? And she's like, yeah. And I... And I was just so perplexed because I'm like, and I recanted it to her. I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, what the disconnect is because you came up to me and you asked if you could speak to me. I answered your question and I said, yes. And then I said, what's up? Showing that like, yeah, the floor is yours. Say what you need to say. I took out my headphones to show that I'm listening fully. I'm not sure how else I would, I would respond to that other like other than that way to show like yes you can speak to me or like things she's like well that's just how I received it and I was really really frustrated and she's like I just want you to be yourself and like be comfortable and open here and like see how other people interact in the office granted I haven't even seen the office in its full effect because so many people have been out and I just felt like it was so unfair for her to come at me with that one because like we had just physically met that week and it's like you don't even actually know me in the flesh for real. You know what I mean? And it's like, and if you don't know someone, you have to take the facts that they present to you. What were the facts that I did? I said, yes, you can speak to me. I said, what's up? So that showing like, yeah, come and share what you need to share. And I removed my headphone showing like you have my undivided attention. And like, I felt like she was kind of projecting onto me and it was not fair that she didn't necessarily give me that grace of like trying to learn me who I am like in person and not behind a screen, you know? And I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, you know, you're saying you want me to be myself. And I'm literally was sitting at a chair in my most comfortable, relaxed, like guard completely down state. And you're saying that I came off as if I didn't want to be bothered. So I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to be myself when you're saying that me being myself is an issue. And it just was like, it just brought up this notion that is very common and very known of like, especially being black, that you have to like put on this major facade to not be seen as if like you have an issue or come off aggressive or come off as if you have an attitude. You know what I mean? And it is exhausting. It is so exhausting. It is mentally exhausting. It is emotionally exhausting and having both of those mentally and emotionally in turn, it becomes physically exhausting. Like I like from that moment on, like, and even other instances at the workplace, because I'm not like smiling ear to ear 24 seven people are like, do you have an attitude? I'm like, sorry, this is just what my face looks like when I'm looking at something like I'm in this new environment. I'm trying to learn. I'm reading emails, trying to understand processes. Like, I'm sorry that I'm not like, 
the fucking Joker smiling ear to ear constantly. Like, and it's like, I see other people around me who have straight faces or answer just calmly and relaxed and nobody has an issue because you understand that that's just them. But you're not extending me that same grace of like trying to learn me and just know that, yeah, I'm here, I'm available, I'm willing to do what I need to do. But like, why do I need to like be on a hundred in order to show you that I'm not upset, you know? And it like, it really, really bothered me to where it's like, at that point, I was really trying to find, like I said, the office is small, so there's not really many places to work independently or like places where you're just like kind of isolated. But I would look to find those places. I, I found a little corner and my like big boss, she was like, you know, I've worked here for all this time and I've never seen anyone sit in this corner. And like, I just like kind of like giggled like, oh, like, I mean, I don't really know what to say to that. But like, I felt more comfortable in that corner hiding than like being mis like being misread in out in the open for just purely existing. And it's like, I don't like, I'm not your circus monkey. Like, I don't have to be like up in your face with pom poms for you. Like, I shouldn't have to do that for you to feel like, oh, she's in a good mood. Oh, like she's happy to be here. It's like, I'm here. I'm doing my job. I'm not, I'm not verbally being mean to anyone. I'm not physically being mean to anyone. I'm purely existing and you're having an issue with that. And I'm just like, with that being brought to me, it's like it brought, I would enter into the office with so much anxiety of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, am I being misread? Like, do I need to fix my shoulders? Like, what does my face look like? You know, how is this being perceived? Did they take that the wrong way? And then it's like, I'm in my head overthinking. And so instead of doing that, like, I would just try to find places to like hide to where at least I can like exhale and not have to be so on guard, you know? And this is not the only place of work in which this has happened. Um, back in Chicago, I worked at another place at an architecture firm, and I deem that place to be the worst place I've ever worked in my career. And I've been working since I was 15, and I've had multiple jobs. I've had up to three jobs at one time since, you know, and like that architecture firm was absolutely the worst place I had ever worked in. The environment was so toxic. Like literally the moment I stepped into that building, I would be overcome with anxiety. I would get headaches. I hated it. Like I remember I would come home to my roommate at the time and like she would always ask me like, how's work? And I remember one time I was telling her, I was like recanting my experience at work and I became so upset while recanting. I literally had to tell her, I'm like, you have to excuse me for a second because I'm like, I'm literally working myself up and I'm so upset. And like, I had to like go into my room and like take deep breaths before I could like come back out and speak to her again about it. And I just felt like in that job, I was like so disrespected because not only was like the environment so stale and cold and like isolating, but like they also wasted my time. Like we can get into that in another day, but that job, like the absolute worst, worst experience, like job experience. And I've had other worst ones as well with like, wild managers disrespectful managers and like you know i guess it comes with the territory i don't know maybe it does because it seems like a lot more people like a lot of people have these experiences but that one itself was just like the absolute the absolute worst and like i i don't know i'm just like is everything that we go through in the workplace as far as being overworked being underpaid 
having poor managerial people placed in these positions who have no idea how to lead a team or interact with people or how to, you know what I mean, do their job appropriately. Is all of this that we put up with worth it? Like all of the emotional, mental, and in turn physical toll that we put on our bodies for what, six, like for so many years, I was going to say 65 years, but you're not working from birth till 65. I just know you like retire at 65. So like, but for all of those years, like, is it worth dealing with? Like for what? Just to be able to get by because they're not paying us enough for what we do. You know what I mean? Like, and then they ask us to do more. You know what I mean? They want us to really work more than the 40 hours, you know? And it's like, it's, the, it's just this game, right? Like, it's like on a hamster wheel that's like, you have to survive, right? You don't want to like not have, be able to like at least provide needs for yourself and things like that or needs for your family. But it's like, at what cost? At what cost? And I'm really trying to evaluate like, what is the boundary that I need to put in place? Or like, what is the solution? And some people may say, oh, you know, start your own business. That is not the solution because if you want to keep it a buck, starting a business is even more work. That is a 24 hour job and you are every task, like you are every position in the, in the business. If you start your own business, you know what I mean? Like that, and it is, so it's expensive for a number of years. You're probably not going to get a return. You're probably not going to make any money. Like that is a 24 hour job. And I am not trying, I already think 40 hours a week is too much. I'm not trying to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like, absolutely not. And I just think about people like our parents, like older generations, you know, boomers or whatever. And they're just like, when you ask them about their life, nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, I dedicated my life to work. Like, I've been on this job for 30 years. I've been on this job for 25 years. You know, like this is this. These are my accomplishments of like what I did at this job. And it's like, if you love your job and depending on what your job is, that can be really rewarding, you know, but I still think that you need like life, right? Like life should be what you look back on and be like, this is what, this is what my life was made of. You know what I mean? Not like I served in this position for this long and like, that's what my life has to be. And like, I, I don't know. We live in this society, right? We live in a, like at least I live, I'll speak for myself. I live in in the United States, right? This is a capitalist society, which means like they're always pumping into you of like, you need more, you need more, like you need more money. You need to buy more of this in order to buy more of this. You need to be making more money. And like, you need, like you're constantly just, nothing is ever enough. And so I have been in this place of like, what, what is enough? Like, what is my boundary? What is my limit? How do I navigate? Yes, because I'm in this society playing the game the way I need to in order to be sustainable, but then also like keeping my sanity and making sure that myself as an individual is taken care of and proud and like nurtured as well. Because like you put so much into a job and then you're, you get off finally, hopefully, and then you're so drained from that job that you just want to retreat back into like going home or whatever and then you're so exhausted and then you wake up and do the same thing that you don't even really have time to like invest in like your hobbies or, you know, things outside of doing work. Because like when you're done with work, you're trying to like exhale 
from being at work, which oftentimes for many people is like isolating or being alone, depending on what your family dynamic looks like. Some people have to go home to like kids and like a spouse or like a partner and like still have other responsibilities, which kudos to you guys. I am not there yet. Like to have to exert even more energy after work because you have to entertain and or be there for other people. You guys are a different breed. You guys are superheroes. I, I am not at that point yet at all. Like I really just only have enough for me. And I don't know, like it just causes me to be, I'm just like, I just have to be delusional. Like I just, I just have to stay in my own, in my own world. And it's like, how do I put on this facade, but then still be authentically myself? And it started, it made me think of um, W.E.B. Du Bois and his double consciousness and uh, just basically describing how, and this is more so in like through the black lens, but it can be applicable to others potentially. But it's basically just like how black people have like the dilemma that they face of like being authentically themselves, right? And like staying true to who they are in the culture, but then also having to appeal and make sure that their authentic self is still palatable for like the white society, right? Like this that we're in, the white dominant society. And I have noticed, you know, in my time growing up that like, because of how I look on the exterior, you know, I'm black, I'm a woman, I'm tall, I'm assertive. Like, they're like, oh, you're aggressive, you're controlling, you're bossy, you're this, that, and the third. And it's like, when I was younger, I really used to eat those words and like, really be like, whoa, like, is that me? Like, I remember when I was a kid, not, I was a kid, I was in high school and my basketball coach, we were all like, the whole team was like in, um, we were in vans or like getting ready to go to like a, a game at a different school and we're just like laughing and chilling and I don't know a conversation came up and long story short she told me she looked at me she's like Deja you are intimidating and like I'm in high school you're my coach like how am I supposed to respond to that like don't project your issues and insecurities onto me like I'm being myself I'm a kid so of course I'm not perfect right but like you, how do you think as an adult that that's something you should say to a kid? You're intimidating. I, what do you mean? Like, how am I even supposed to swallow that? You know what I mean? Like, how am I even supposed to process that? It, it was really unfair for her to say, but like, I really, really fucking hated that bitch. Like, I, she was horrible. She was actually awful. Um, but just like of how... I'm being myself, right? But to other people, they're like, you're being, like, they're stereotyping me potentially, or they're putting me in a box that really should not be there whatsoever. Or like, maybe if I looked different, phenotypically, they wouldn't be associating that with me at all. I would just be normal. And I like, even going back to the job that I'm in now, like, I see people in my office all the time. They're just sitting, doing their due diligence, headphones in, focused nobody ever comes to them as like oh are you upset are you unhappy do you have an attitude like i received that the wrong way like you didn't want to be bothered it's like how come i'm the one that has to be subjected to that when i'm literally just being you know and it really did like put a sore the sour taste in my mouth and i was like do i need to find a new job because i am quick to do so like 
I'm quick to hop to a new job if it's not serving me. And I'm really trying to be patient and be like, no, you know what I mean? Just give it time. You know, you're still new. They're still learning you. You're still learning them. And like this past week, it has, I guess, gotten better maybe. So it went from like being completely shitty to meh. Um, So I guess that's growth if we want to be, if we want to be honest, but I don't know. I'm, I'm putting my best foot forward. Like I find I have my, um, my touch base coming up. I have, so like, I'm supposed to be doing a check-in with like my manager and then her manager, like 30 days, 60 days and 90 days. My 30 days was on the 21st of September and it's now what, like October 13th. And I, and they pushed it back again. And so I'm not having it until the following week. And it's like, first of all, like that already shows like, am I really, is this conversation really a priority if it just constantly keeps being pushed back? And granted, they have been very communicative and letting me know, but like, still like it's damn near, I damn near wait till like my 90 day, I mean, to my 60 day at this point. And I try, and so like, I've been trying to put my best foot forward of like, let me try to be extra chipper and be extra social which I really am naturally you know but I just feel like even when I try to do that like it just really doesn't land it really doesn't stick it's really not reciprocated but then it's like and then I'm like isolating you know what I mean or like keeping to myself and then I feel like that's also being seen as like oh she doesn't want to be here and like the icing on the cake was like we had our first all hands meeting in October We did not have one in September because, like I said, September was such a busy month. They just omitted it completely. And so um, our director, like our, you know, our director and then like director of operations, they were like, we've combined all the information from September and October into this one in October. So in this all hands, they like celebrate people who have had anniversaries. They celebrate people who have had birthdays and they celebrate and, you know, they recognize and, and bring and acknowledge all of the new hires. Tell me why during this all hands, they recognize all the new hires except for me. (laughs) Like, oh my God, granted, like in the grand scheme of things, like this is not a big deal. It's just work who gives a fuck. But like for somebody who already feels isolated and on the outs and like feeling like this place might not be it to not be recognized as a new hire when, when all the other new hires were, were called out, like, to me, I take that as a sign, like maybe I don't belong here. Also, like in the office, everybody has like their laptop and then there's and then they have like their monitor, right? For like a double screen. I, when I first came in, I had like this tiny ass monitor that was like not really set up for me to use. And like, they were like, oh, somebody will come fix it. And then this week I come into work, the monitor's completely gone. Nothing has been replaced. And I feel like, I think I'm the only one in there like without... A double screen like a double monitor and it's just little things like that that are just like adding up you know of just like should I be taking this as a sign like am I not going to be here long like granted I never really get too comfortable at a job like I'm never really one to decorate my desk or do all of that one just I don't deem it necessary and two just because it's like I'm here to work that's it like I don't really like and if I decide to peace out like I want to be able to do so swiftly and not have to come back to the office and like clear out all my shit, you know? Um, but I don't know. I I really am trying to be patient. I'm really trying different ways to make this work. Um, I guess there has been improvement. Like I said, it went from shitty to meh, but 
I don't know. I don't know. I just working is exhausting. Having to perform at work is exhausting. You know what I mean? Having to deal with multiple personalities, exhausting. And granted, like I said, this is not new. This is a challenge that so many people face all the time. But I'm just like, where do I draw the line? And and what is that line? How does it, what does it look like? You know, how much mental, physical, emotional draining, like how much do I take from that to where I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? And, and I'm still not even being paid enough. At, the, at that as well, you know? And, you know, my friend, she reached out to me because she's been having a similar issue at work as well. And she's not white, but of course she works in a white environment. And she's just like, people misperceive me all the time. Like, I just always have to perform or I seem like I have an attitude. And she's like, I'm not. Like, I come here to do my job. I do that. I communicate about my job. Things get done. But I still have to be like, oh, it's not enough because you didn't do it with a with a grin that's from ear to ear. And it's like, why do we like to have to like it? I just don't deem it necessary. We're both very direct people, both very like efficient people. Like, hey, this is what I need. Can you do this? If you come to me, hey, like to me, I'm like, just address me and tell me what you need. And like, I'll ask questions if needed the people who who are like i hate this is one of my pet peeves at work and i'll tell you the people who say you're like on slack or whatever however your your company communicates the people who probe before they ask me to do something it's so unnecessary and it's such a pet peeve of mine the people who are like hey how's your weekend how you know what did they, like you don't care you don't care because if you cared, you would ask me this in person when you see me, if you, if you know what I mean, if you're a hybrid or if you're in person, but like, you don't need to do that. Uh, now I, my approach is they'll send that and I'll read it, but like, I won't respond until they ask me what they want. To me, my preferred, just say, hey, DeAsia, and then say what you want. I don't need the whole, hey, DeAsia, how was your weekend? Wait for me to respond. And this whole small talk banter beforehand, unnecessary address me get to the point let's get it solved so that this can be over with and like we're done you know and I just I don't know I just when I was speaking with her we're so similar in so many aspects just about like our approach and our demeanor and I could just really hear in her voice like how drained she was and you know her she has poor management around her, which so many of us do. You know what I mean? Like we're expected to be 150%, but our management is like 50%, if that. You know what I mean? They're delayed on giving us feedback. They're delayed. They, you know what I mean? Like they they don't know how to properly communicate in the first place. If things go wrong, like they blame it on us instead of them properly managing or delegating or keeping track of things. You know what I mean? And it's like, why why do I have to do your job and my job and I'm not getting paid for that you honestly shouldn't be getting paid to do your job because clearly you can't do it you know what I mean and it's it's exhausting and it's like I don't know how this is going to look in the long run because I'm nowhere near 65 I have so many years to work you know and given the generation that I'm in like we are not the generation to just be like this is just how it is and we'll just put up with it like no we're going to voice it we're going to find a way to push back on it like 
because this is not we know I, I know our parents went through it and as children we saw the effects of that like my parents yes they worked like for a company you know before but like when I was born like both of them were entrepreneurs my dad owned his own construction company my mom owned a preschool and I saw like their life was work granted because they own their own businesses and like I said that's a 24 hour seven day a week job but like just in that generation alone like work drained them so so much and I just am like we have to learn from the generations above us like this is not sustainable this is not for us and I I'm still processing this of like how it's going to look in the long run and how I'm going to manage it but like something has to shift like something has to has to change because like this is not where I want to be this is not where I want to stay this is not healthy this can potentially bring on like health issues for me you know what I mean like I'm already subjected to health issues just given family history and like the work stress is not alleviating or helping that in any in any way and it's like is this all worth it like okay I'm working hard for what to ideally get to a higher position for what why do you want a higher position oh to in turn make more money okay well you get to a higher position okay say you do that you then have to put in even more and exert more energy because now you're in this higher position which potentially may then put you in charge of a team or just give you more responsibility in general which means you're then dedicating even more time to this workplace and less to yourself and your life outside of work and it's like okay well let's make more money dude I've like the checks of the high like the higher wages they really aren't that drastically different from the lower wages you know what I mean like given everything that falls into place you're still not really being paid according to the cost of living so you're still working so hard putting so much energy in and feeding this company when you're getting so little in return that's what I'm saying it's a hamster wheel like where is the benefit other than just being like able to take care of yourself kind you know what I mean like I get it we have to work because we have to pay for things but it's just like there needs to be a shift and that goes to my point like we do not need a 40-hour work week depending on your field of course you know what I mean like medical field they don't really have that much leeway because medical emergencies and medical situations they have no window there's no nine to five for them that's a 24-hour seven-day week thing but like for the average corporate nine to five person like I really do not think we need a 40 hour work week I really don't think we need to work five days a week either like think about it I can complete my work in in less than what like the eight hours that we work you know and the other times I'm just like faking until I make it scrolling tiktok lollygagging whatever not even because I'm being lazy but because like I've done what I need to do and like I just sometimes get so frustrated because I'm like, I've completed the task. Like I've done what we need to do. Like we're in a good space or like it's now out of our hands and like it's delivered or whatever the case may be. But like, I'm still here and I have to like pretend like I have to like be here physically and mentally when I can be putting this time and energy into other aspects of my life. Like why in America are we not looking to nurture the whole person not just the working aspect of the person and you wonder why our world is so fucked up because like people have no time to pour into themselves holistically 
because we're pouring into what the one percent to maintain the for them to maintain being the one percent it's it's draining and granted as i feel like this episode is me more so venting and so i hope that you guys receive this i am not you know what i mean but or maybe resonate with this but I don't know and with me being in a new city of course I want to be outside I want to learn it I want to be about it and like not this week but the week prior I was just so exhausted I'm like I don't even like I don't even have time to go outside because I'm so drained from work of just like the anxiety the stress or like do I have to do this or like I was talking to a coworker and they're like yeah I literally wake up in the middle of the night like from anxiety because of things that still need to be done or wondering if I completed that task before like I, I closed out that night and like I've had that sentiment too of just like your mind is constantly on it what do I have to do did I do that like oh my god what did I do at work like how was that perceived like did they take that the wrong way am I gonna get a talking to about that because like my tone wasn't high-pitched enough and it maybe came off as if I didn't care or was uninterested or being rude and it's like that is that's even, like you're still on the clock mentally at that point you're still on the clock mentally at that point and so it's like we have to like this is just not healthy this is not sustainable and like I don't know I I'm really like right when it hits my time to leave like I'm really trying to be disciplined of like all right I'm done I'm not doing brain surgery nothing's gonna go wrong like you know what I mean like and if something like it can be addressed the next day like I'm done my time has been served laptop is closed like now I have to turn off my brain and with me doing that I've been trying to like find different events to go to in the city or maybe even just learning my neighborhood more going on walks and that has been really beneficial for me um I have been scrolling TikTok and like I'll take action so like this one I saw this one TikTok of this girl was like you know if you're in New York City and like you're trying to make friends like I host this event so I did it I went on got a ticket after work went to this like social event and I ended up meeting a fantastic group of girls um ended up connecting with a few of them I've gone out with a few of them dinner of different events culture con after party so many different things and that has been really helpful of like trying to offset being in a new city and just only having work as like a means to leave the house and I've also been doing things alone because as you guys know if you know like I'm a person like I love to do things alone like I have no issue at all sometimes most of the time it is preferred like sometimes I'm like hmm technically I can ask someone to do this with me will I no because I can just do it myself and I you know what I mean saves myself the time um but I've been doing solo events like I went to a movie in Hudson Yards and I made like a whole day of it. Um, they had like movie playing in the Hudson Yards. It was Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and I haven't seen that movie in forever. So what I did after work, um, got in some comfy clothes, went up, picked, picked up a Chipotle burrito, got there a little early, found me a perfect spot, eating my burrito, watching the movie. I got to see a different part of the city that I don't live in. Um, and that was just like, OK, a way to exhale, do something for me. Um, I also, you know, I go to the farmer's market on Saturdays and like I, I try to go for walks in different directions of my neighborhood to just learn it more. I, there's also so many small businesses near me that 
I make it a mission to try to go to a different small business every day. Like there's so many delis, there's so many convenience stores, there's so many little restaurants and whatnot. And I've tried so many on my block already. My block is really a hub. There's so many different restaurants and shops and del- I'm a deli girl. Moving to New York, I have learned like I love a deli. Um, and I love that. And now people in my neighborhood recognize me. Like I was getting off the train at work and I'm walking home and I just hear Chicago. Granted, I'm not from Chicago, but they call me Chicago. And I went over, he's like greeting me and like, we're chopping it up talking. And that felt really good. I'm like, is this like my neighborhood? Like, you know what I mean? Like it felt good to just be like new, but like for someone to recognize you and somebody be like, Hey, like, I remember you, I enjoyed the encounter we had, and I want to say hello, I want to check in. And that happens to me often out there's a bar a block away from me. And like, sometimes when I'm coming home on a Friday night, I'll stop and talk to the bouncer. And now when I see like, we have full on conversations for like hours, like I'll come home thinking, oh, I have an early night in, end up chopping it up with the people at the bar. And I'm out there for additional three hours, It, it feels good to be able to like, you know, put my energy and time into something other than work. And so um, I've also like yesterday I went out, they had like since this end of the season is closing. um, And what I mean by end of the season is just like warm weather. um, So I went to my, me and my cousin went to the Brooklyn block party, which was really fun. Um, And then Harlem also has a block party, like a food, like where all these food vendors come out. So me and one of the girls that I met at the social club, we went out to the food trucks and the halls and everything. And then later we went out to the harbor, to this bar, like, and that has been really nice and really refreshing to be like, okay, like I'm, I'm trying to bring in balance to offset like the intensity of work and the commitment of work and like having to be delusional in the workplace of like faking it till I make it. Um, that has been really beneficial to me and so I really want to continue that and really continue to put myself out there and be social you know going to the culture con after party was really nice and I met like the sweetest girl like I just love black women like the way their energy just exudes it's just fantastic I was there I was supposed to meet somebody there their ID was expired so they couldn't get in I was already there we bought tickets so like they had to go home unfortunately but I ended up this other woman she's like I saw you were here kind of by yourself like I was like my friend was supposed to come but like you know this girl I met just was supposed to come but her ID was expired and she was like well you can hang with us and like she reminded me of a friend that I have in Chicago like they even kind of looked like they were from the same place like and I hung out with her like the whole night and it turned out to be really great I met several other people um and it was just such such a good time you know and I, it was, I don't know, like, it just feels good to be in a new place, to be in a new experience, like, experience something new. People don't know who I am. Like, it's just a moment to, like, define things. And even on my way home from leaving Culture Contact parties, um, I was on the train and ended up meeting even more people on the train that were just, like, so amazing. And they were like, you were such a light. Like, wow, it's been so great talking to you. Like, I hate that this is my stop and we have to stop the conversation. But like, here, let's connect on socials and like, you know, we can chat up again. That has been fueling me. So despite work not being ideal, I have been trying to like, the the actual part of living in this city has been very 
exciting and new and fresh and beneficial and I have really been loving it and so to engage you all like I know with socials you see so many things all over if you guys see anything in New York that's New York based that you think might interest me I love food I love fashion I love art I love style I like I love just getting around people having a good time hospitality restaurants whatever the case may be like or anything that you think like maybe she doesn't know about this yet but it might pique her interest like anything you see online just send it my way send it to dramatic and delusional pod on instagram if you follow my personal account you can send it to me there if you have my number you can share it and i will try to make it and then post about it give updates um and you can kind of i guess like live through me if you're not actually in new york i think that'll be really really fun one of my friends kind of already does this anything she sees like in new york that interests her or she thinks might interest me she sends it to me and i literally have a running list so please like if you see anything in new york that you want me to try or you want to try and you think like well i'm not there so maybe the asia can do it for me and give me an update i will gladly do so so send it to dramatic and delusional pod just dm me or tag me whatever mode of communication you want to provide it to me in like do that i will post about it report back give updates you know what i mean because sometimes things can look better online than they are in person um so i can just give you that like raw unedited like truthful review of the activity but i i want everybody to take away like i know for many of us like work is such a big component of our life and like most of us really are hard workers and i get it to the to like to an extent we have to play the game right this is where we live if you're living in the united states like this is where you live this is our society it's capitalistic like it's you have to go you, you know what i mean it's more you always want more and like we have to work and this that and the third and so i say that to say like if you need a mental break really try try to find ways to provide that to yourself you know what i mean try to find ways to offset work if it is stressful for you you know what i mean if a job is really super toxic like do not be afraid to hop and to leave like a lot of times that can be a way for you to make even more money if you job hop you know because budgets are bigger for new hires than it is for existing employees unfortunately well you know that's just the game um but just like i know a lot of times we have to be delusional in the workplace fake it till we make it or just like put on this facade and it can be so draining but just try to find ways to where you can be yourself in any capacity the most you can possibly be you know what i mean i know you have to play the game and whatnot but like just what am i trying to say like just try really try to understand yourself of things that make you happy and i we put in so much effort into making these companies and these organizations better but we have to put that energy into ourselves. like we have to make ourselves better we have to live with ourselves at the end of the day you know what i mean like and think about you know when it comes to later in life and you look back at your life how do you want it to be what do you want to describe it like how do you want to describe it you know what i mean like what do you want your life to be filled with if it is work accomplishments that is totally fine go get it go after it if it's travel try to find ways to fit that into your life you know what i mean like whether that's you know domestic travel international travel road trips flights you know train rides whatever the case may be just try to find areas to grab onto that like keep you happy that fulfills you as an individual not you as an employee or as like 
an employer, if that is the case, you know what I mean? If you own your own business, because life is way more than just work. Life is way more than just making money. Life is fulfillment with internally. And then because you're filled internally, you can then fulfill others externally and exude that out to others. Life is about relationships and platonic, romantic, familial, you know what I mean? Like, figure out what you enjoy because you cannot give 100% of yourself if you are not 100% yourself. And I hope you got that you guys get that. Like, I cannot give 100% if I'm not 100%. And you need to figure out what you need to do in order for yourself to be 100%. I know it's tough. I know it's hard. And I know being a young adult, we're still trying to figure out how to navigate this whole adult life and there's been so many things going on um but you know we're built to last we're not built to break everything isn't going to be easy but we got this and we're going to do it and we're going to do it in the most dramatic and delusional way possible in a way that we can be happy in a way that we can establish balance for ourselves so please you know take that as you wish. Um, and please send any recommendations for me to like get out there and find balance and take my mind off work. Um, in New York, uh, dramatic and delusional pod is the Instagram DM me, tag me, text me. If you want to get to my per, if you already have my personal account, send it to me there and I will give updates and feedback and I'll post about it on my story and this, that, and the third. Um, so that, you know, we can experience the city together. There's so much to offer and I'm just so excited to continue to grow and learn and evolve here um so thank you for listening to episode two delusional in the workplace and i can't wait to come to you with episode three have a great evening bye bye